0: Hello everyone, my name is Jet Tattersall. Welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. It is delightful to be with you once again. And before we start today's show, a reminder that on Thursday, April 8, we are launching Women in Pop Live, a monthly series of live events at Oxford Art Factory in Sydney, promoting the best female talent in the country. Now, our first show will be headlined by the gorgeous Amalia, with support from the equally amazing Marshes. The show is COVID safe, and there will be two seatings at 6.30 and 9.15 p.m. It is going to be a gorgeous, intimate night of incredible music and female empowerment. And tickets are on sale now from womeninpop.com forward slash live. Now, tickets are extremely limited, so do get in before it's too late. And on to today's guest. <laughs> she has had a music career that is nothing short of fascinating. From Brisbane to Sydney to New York and back to Sydney, in her time she has fronted a punk band, supported the Kooks on their Australian tour, and named herself after a character in the iconic movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She has recently released an absolutely brilliant new single, Moon and Back, and she is right here to tell us all about it. It is, of course, of course, the wonderful Sloan Peterson. Sloan, hello and welcome to Women in Pop. Hello, uh, thanks for having me. Mate, it's delightful. Um, first of all, how has 2021 been treating your royal tunefulness? Oh,
1: it's crazy that we're already into March. It's been a pretty good start to the year, though, to be honest. I've just gotten back from Tasmania, which was um, pretty lovely. Like little, um, it was like a belated birthday present for me. So it wasn't a work trip for once. And I just got to hike and it was strenuous, but really, really fun.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. By the way, it was crap. I'm not very good. But it was... <laughs> good job I'm a singer. Uh, no. <laughs> oh um, now, you have a delicious new track with an equally delicious new video. And obviously I can't play the video here, but I'm going to play the song. So here is Moon and Back. So cool
1: to be kind to love me to the moon and back. To the moon and back. Could you love me to the moon and back? Could you love me, love me, love me, love me, me, like that? Could you love me to the
0: moon and back? Could you love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, like me, love me, love me, love me, gorgeously in harmony with your 60s dream girl vocals talk me through the creation of this beast so this one i
1: wrote at the start of last year and we went through a little bit of um a little bit of a, a couple of um hands to get to where we wanted it to be it was a lot slicker than what i was used to usually i'm quite quite dramatic and theatrical when it comes to my writing and my process of um producing and um, direction. So this was definitely um, one of the most pop kind of uh, directions that I ended up going in. Um, I started the session off with a guy called Kaya Grosner, who I'd met a week before. He was so sweet, so lovely, lived right near my house. And we had actually started a different session and sometimes like me as a, I don't know if other musicians are like this, but for myself, if I'm not feeling something, like if it's not connecting with me, you know, I, I, I can't just sometimes push through creatively. I tend to, my throat will close up. And if I'm not feeling that energy or the, the words that we're writing or the music that we're writing, I just shut down. And so we'd been in this session for like six hours writing this song and I I had to turn around and tell him that I I couldn't continue anymore. I was like, I'm sorry, but this song, I'm not feeling it. And so then he was like, okay. I was like, but let's not waste this time. Let's maybe just try and start up another project and open up another file and just let's see what happens in the next hour of what, what we can come up with. And my mum had called me and I always say to her at the end, I love you to the moon and back. And so when I walked in, we both sat there and I had looked through a couple of notepads and I'd seen some words where I'd written that had been like shooting for the stars and a couple of these like little lyrics that then had been filtered through this song. And within an hour, we'd kind of come up with essentially like the the skeleton of what became Moon and Back and it started to feel more myself like i could connect more with the lyrics it felt more like something that i would sing that was my song and and so it was kind of magic in that way in the end how like i turned around this day into something and even though it was quite a quick session I could feel myself connecting to it again. And then the production of it, I'd I've I've been listening to Gwen Stefani, her album, that love angel baby music, love that album. And her song Luxurious, which is like that really R&B, like smooth. And, and I basically sent that to this other producer, could Alex read? And he was like, what, like, what's your vision for this? And I was like, this is my vision. <laughs> and so he kind of made it that r&b like really slick and smooth kind of sultry and I'd never really written a song like that before so it was really exciting to see something like that come together
0: and what a gorgeous spirit animals like you know that Gwen Stefani luxurious yeah that's what I want this to sound like how gorgeous and I what is so great about it I mean your voice again it's it's that kind of I want to say like <laughs> beyond the Valley of the Dolls poster comes out. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> it, it really suits your style. Um, it makes the listener visualize cinematically, even without seeing your accompanying videos, but then lyrically you're pulling these huge punches and these huge contrasts. Um, and it's an incredibly welcome take on that kind of dreamy crooner, which is just beautiful. Mm. And I wanted to know where, where does that quality come from? Is it, is it just your innate style or is it something you always like to do kind of mixing up that, that soft sound, but then really hitting you with the meaning or vice versa? I think like, to be honest, I don't think about it
1: that much when I'm writing. Like it's something that just, um, it will be something that I'm listening to that morning or a moment in time that just comes quite easy for me to kind of navigate where I want a song to go. Um, I think that, the quality for me is um vocally i like coming from a band that was a two-piece and i couldn't play much guitar like in in my my um like a couple of years ago in my old band i became really good at um, being able to convey my songs in a very simple way with the way i would speak or sing words so if I wanted it to be a more meaningful part, it'd be more of a whisper. If I wanted it to hit more hard and be more um, energetic, I would scream it a little bit more. And to me, dynamics became more of a thing in a song of how I'm speaking the words or how I'm delivering them, should I say. And so I think now with a lot of um, production and people behind me helping me, it's easier for me to be able to navigate what, what I'm, where I'm going does that mm-hmm.
0: make sense? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Navigate, <laughs> navigating yeah, where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. um, so, actually, I'm, I'm now navigating where I'm going with this because I now want to jump back to 2017. And in that notion, I want to play Rats because Rats is awesome. So this is oh, Rats. thank you. Honestly, it's a track that sounds like The Runaways and Bikini Kill got together and had this amazing baby. Like, it's just this sort of scuzzy, lo-fi, oh my god. And your voice is so full of emotion with this newness of youth and like heart nail gun to your sleeve. And I think that Rats as well as um, 105, there was this urgency to your voice which I just love with what you're experimenting now. And can you just talk us through a little bit of your career leap? I mean, how did your sound go from your throat to our earbuds and also from that guttural, you know, crawl to this luxurious thing we're at now?
1: I think um, in life,
0: in musicians and
1: everything changes is inevitable. Like we get older, like we we can't stop that. And I think um, if you do, if you, focus on something and you have a hobby and a dream that you continue to pursue it's always going to be a thing of learning and seeing what you've done in the past and you know some bands stays the same the whole time for me I like to think I'm more of a Bowie character where it's forever changing and like whatever I, I listen to different styles of music now which has opened up uh, um you know a wardrobe of different techniques I prefer to use or um, with with my writing and with my production, um, whereas back in two thousand and seventeen I had limited support i had Um, you know, it was mostly live that that when I was recording. So it was only like a three piece. And then I would go into the studio and put in little guitar tones. We usually had limited time. So I only had like a day to quickly get through like an album of recording. So I think, um, my sound changed so drastically just with the techniques and having support, having people around me to help, get where i wanted to be but with rats i actually wrote that song when i was 17 and it's funny because um i loved it like it was a, like it was a it was a part of a little doo ep that i had recorded on my computer um it was like a four-track doo album that i've been listening to like the crystals and and i was just recording it through like the microphone speakers on my macbook and um, i put it up on bandcamp it could still be up there i don't even know what i named it after but Rats! I want you and a couple of other were up there, and I played a house party, and there was a kid called Marcus who was there, and he sent he had a little voice recording of Rats, and then it turns out that um, he works at Warner now, which is my label, and he was actually the one who got my old label to re-record it. They're like, you must get like he was working at Spotify at the time, and he's like, you have to get Sloan to record this song. And it was rats. And he, he showed him on his little iPhone speaker. And my manager at the time was like, so you, like someone at Spotify has requested you record this song. And I was like, how did he hear that? Like, what the hell? And so we had to go back and spent like an hour just recording that in a day to get that out. And it was just a very quick kind of last thought idea of sparked by like Marcus, this kid who... Um, I knew when I was sixteen and then that was like years later. So it was kind of a a little bit of a whirlwind of an experience for that.
0: That's such um, a cute story. That's like that's like the storyline to one of those gorgeous coming of age American films. <laughs> like, Seriously.
1: Right. A, and like he I, he fully works at yeah, Warner now and he's doing really, really well. And I remember one time I went in there and he was like, you should re-record Rats. (laughs) We should re-release it now. (laughs) But it it is a really nice story. Like, and it it makes me feel like, um,
0: you know, Warner, I I have a lot of like family there who have actually seen me grow. That's a beautiful story. And of course, I mean, looking back at, you know, tracks like Rats with an incredible story. And also, like you said, you wrote it when you were 17. So you've just got that this beautiful, this beautiful youth, like, you know what I mean? In all its mess that it is, when you, when you listen back to that now, are you just like, God, yeah, I, I actually sung my heart out. That was my heart.
1: Yeah. Like, I think, um, I mean, I don't share it too often publicly, but I'm trying to be a little bit more vulnerable and open about like, feel like, you know, just teenage years of like feeling like kind of sad girl (laughs) writing music i think a lot of us have like musicians or artists where a lot of us do have a lot of emotions and that's why we tend to gravitate to an outlet like music or art because it's therapy and i think at the time like it it shows through a lot of my songs even when some people say like or like i might get a comment saying my songs might not relate as much of like a deeper meaning to me, like when I listen to them, I definitely get that. And like the lyrics, especially rats, of like, yeah, you're not alone here. I'm by your side and I love you dearly. It was like really written about like myself. So <laughs> being like, you know, someone's always gonna like like take care of yourself. Like you'll never be alone if you just and there's love also
0: yourself. a lot to be said about hearing someone's integrity come through their vocals and not necessarily the words that they're saying, mm. um, which of course, when people are, are singing out their own tunes, you know, you, you, it's just another level entirely. I also am now going to play, speaking of that change and shift, I'm going to play Nightmare. So this is Nightmare.
1: I'll make you laugh, falling off the chair. Next week, i cold like we never met.
0: Love this track. We've spoken about this before. <laughs> what an incredibly appropriate kind of reclaiming the Princess Tower track. Like you've got equal parts, societal femininity expectations hand in hand with that bass drum, kind of like tongue in cheek serving of reality. This is obviously lead single. Talk me through it because it's just incredible.
1: Um, this is another moment. It's so funny. I like even releasing Moon and Back or like. Um... You know, I've got a, I've got a bunch of new songs as well that I'm working on. And they all tie into almost this love story of relationships. But that it doesn't always necessarily mean it's my relationship or it doesn't necessarily mean it's about like the, the boy or the, the man in my life. Like they, things can, for Nightmare, you know, I was writing that to empower myself in a way. I wrote it down on a piece of paper saying when I wrote it, i 'm your nightmare i 'm haunting your dreams i 'll treat you like a dog and i 'm your goddamn queen because at the time i wasn 't being treated very well, but it was my way of reclaiming my own power within myself and reminding that i don 't always have to be left behind. you know what I, if that makes sense um, and I kind of had to fight for that to be the first single to come out because um, I think maybe we spoke last time this is like my Sloan. I guess and that song just was like like I've I've got a lot at the moment that we're choosing from and it just spoke so much to me and it it really empowered me and it just made I loved it I loved singing along to it and it was just like it would just make me feel really really happy and not to mention it was a really fun song to create and I think that's a really important aspect of um songwriting is to have fun in the process of it yeah I think that when I sing that line or sometimes that other little side of me that's quite soft, makes me think like people might think I'm a bit of a bitch. (laughs) Oh God. Like think like, Oh, what an asshole. Like she'd be the worst to be in a relationship with. But to me, I'm like, it was actually more of an empowering notion. It's not like I ever treated that person bad. I was being treated bad and it was a way to remind myself that I can be I could be that person if I wanted to be, but I'm not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so so satisfying as a listener. You know those songs where you're singing along and you're listening and you're kind of half listening, but then the side of your mouth curls up because you're smiling and then you start to go, oh, hold on a second, I'm this person too. (laughs) (laughs) And then it becomes an anthem. Like it's one of those tracks and I'm like, I would love to hear this playing like in traffic jams of everyone's windows down and all these women just going, yep. (laughs)
1: because yeah. <laughs> well, that's like even the second part like when I was writing the second verse like um you you take me out on a fancy date and brought me flowers I'll say the things you wanted me to say like that whole precedence is just like you know a man doing what they think they're do- like the right thing like taking you out and spending money on a fancy date or bringing you flowers which they think is trying to win you over but really they're just doing these things so that you will Conform to to them in a way, like, and not every man, I'm generally like, you know, but in this story, it was like, I'll say the words you want me to say, not like you listening to me or anything like that. And it was just meant to be that story of like, yeah, an empowerment story of a relationship.
0: It's but. very cool. And if anyone hasn't seen that, they should definitely check out the video as well, because that's a whole <laughs> other ton of fun. Obviously, we talked about before how Moon and Back and Nightmare, and of course, these singles to come um we see you kind of charging forth into pop music you know what i mean we've kind of left uh, not completely a little bit of the dirtier guitars (laughs) (laughs) um i know like you were saying you're developing and you're growing was there anything in particular that drew out this side of your sound or was it something you've been eyeing for a while sort of like putting together the perfect pop song
1: I think it's definitely something I'd been i been thinking about for a long time. I think I always wanted Sloan Peterson to be a pop star. I always envisaged that, but things, yeah, I just didn't have the support around me at the time. I don't think, and so I think now I've just been able to ex- like um, access. Um, a lot more of like time to spend on on the tracks and to be able to dive into the production a little bit better and have a little bit more say. Um, I think when I was recording before, I'd probably only get one takeover where I'd be able to email um, the producer or the engineer to say, oh, can you just change these sounds? But I would only be allowed to have one change if that makes Mm -hmm. sense whereas whereas now I have more say with where the direction's going and I can have you know oh actually can we try this type like this sound like this or can we try the the bass drum sounding bigger at this point and I think having more freedom allows me to put my image my vision out there Mm -hmm. a lot more a lot clear,
0: clearer There's a lot more ownership to it. And I'm just um, interested as well. You, you just referred to yourself in the third person. Not That's a bad thing. That's not a bad thing <laughs> at all because it's your hook. It's your alias. It's your I? monkey. I even... <laughs> oh, now we're going to delve into that. This therapy session. <laughs> well, who am I? <laughs> but look, um, you mentioned Belly before. We've got Beyonce did it with Sasha Fierce. You know, Becky and the Birds, Lady Ladyhawk. Um, it's an incredible thing to create this character. Um, not necessarily character, but your your stage front. And I just want to know, what is it for you? Does that Sloane Peterson um, charge forth with confidence? Is it something that you can protect yourself with? Like, what, what are the, the highs, I guess, of having that monkey to your art? Having that's that character? Inti-
1: yeah, that's interesting. Like, I wouldn't say it gives me any, like... I've... I think when I'm playing, performing live, it definitely there's like this this confidence boost that kind of ignites, and when I really dive into that, like that, it, it does kind of protect this image of who I really am. But at the same time, I'm like I I think I'm still just learning, like as I go with a, a lot of this process, and yeah, Sloane Peterson, I think um, I don't think it really does give me. <laughs> More kind of maybe if it was like like fierce sloan Peterson, maybe I need to put like that in front of it, and then
0: maybe (laughs) Peterson.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) We could get Tyra Banks and see if she can come up with something. She's very good at that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's what I need. (laughs) Let's call Tyra Banks. We'll get her on the. (laughs) Um. Obviously, as an artist, your sole definition is inspired, creative, muse, thought provoker. I mean, artists and women in particular will always be unfortunately stoned, however, for their reinvention (laughs) while at the same time, like hung out to dry if they don't reinvent themselves. Um, You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You, of course, have done reinvention and change and shift in style. How do you, how do we say, how do you keep the anxiety demons at bay when it becomes obviously when it comes to the balance between your career, which is hugely important Mm. um, and pushing those boundaries with also wanting to keep your own personal exploration happening.
1: That's yeah. I mean, that isn't like a a sensitive topic because I don't think like I'm any better than anyone else at keeping it at bay. I think um, anxiety runs through me constantly. um, But I also think that the only thing that empowers me is to, to wake up every morning and keep going and even though some mornings I wake up and I feel powerless and it the anxiety or the feeling of being damned if I do or damned if I don't can completely paralyze me the only thing that's going to make it worse is if I allow it to to take control of me for a long time you know um I think the important part of anxiety is to allow our bodies to feel it and understand it's like the yin and yang. It's always going to be a part of us, but it's how we get through it. That makes like, that makes us stronger. Really. If we allow that anxiety to power us, then of course we're not going to do anything. So I don't think that like, for me, it's that um, I've ever conquered it because it's not like that at all but um, it's about working together with it and using it as a part of my leverage. You know, I'm just as scared as anyone. Like I, I made a post the other day about vulnerability and just the transparency that I haven't really experienced with musicians when it comes to releasing music and how it's essentially a diary entry that we're releasing into this world and we're expected to do it constantly. But you you're putting yourself out there to be loved or and hated um criticism or like openly or silently even between friends we are putting ourselves out there and especially with so much social media and having to do all of that stuff when it comes to tiktok instagram every kind of platform and you've got to make these videos and talk to these screens it's really scary but the people that keep doing it, they're the people but we should celebrate that as well and not not bring them down and acknowledge that, you know, it can be really tough and try and support everyone and anyone, no matter like how we can, I, I think.
0: Hear, hear, less stoning and more celebration. <laughs> yeah. It's the power of SUSE, people that hide behind the keyboard to just drag others down. It drives me insane. That's great. Um, Lastly, before I um, have to leave you, I just want to know, obviously we've got Moon and Back, but you mentioned there were some more songs. (laughs) What is on the horizon for you, Sloane?
1: Well, we've got a pretty busy year. I've got a a tour coming up in April, which is really, really exciting. So I've got tickets, they're already online, doing quite a lot of places, rural places as well. So um, like Melbourne and surrounding, uh, Wollongong, Newcastle, Sydney, Brisbane, Sunshine Coast. So um, that's coming up in April and we're working on a lot of other songs. So I'm actually, I don't know if I should be saying this, but in the studio right now. So um, after I finish this, I'm finishing off um, vocals on another song that I'm really, really excited about.
0: (laughs) Incredibly honored to be here. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Sloane, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been wonderful chatting with you. Now, listeners, Sloane's latest single, Moon and Back, is right now out there. So get out and buy it and stream it wherever you get your music and do watch that video. As she mentioned, she's also about to go on tour, which is incredible. So tickets can be found across her social media pages. Yeah, Just search for Sloane Peterson. And before we go, do not forget Women in Pop Live. Our series of incredible live events kicks off on Thursday, April 8th at Oxford Arts Factory with performances from Amalia and Marsha's. Tickets are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live. Thank you for listening. Until then, from myself and Sloane in the studio, goodbye.
1: Goodbye. (laughs)